everybody. Welcome to the 40th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us some love. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. We just did some pullover hoodies. You can find those at mathcoreindex.bigcartel.com. Uh, we've got a ton of new footage up right now. We're doing video polling on our Patreon, mathcoreindex.com slash, patreon.com slash mathcoreindex. Uh, there's footage of Dillinger up right now, publicly, and Feral Lux, uh, and 68, some more up for early access. So if you want to become a Patreon supporter, please go there and check that out. And uh, we want to thank our Patreon supporters at this time. So thanks so much to Andrew, Andre, Andy, Tony from Needleplay, Austin, Bebop, Caleb, Adolfo, Chris from Asalmedin's Creation, Christian, Eric, Daniel, David from Under the Pier, Dylan also of Under the Pier, uh, Eli, Eric, Grady of Hellcross, Dimitri of Saimugan Hotai and Focus Rights, Jacob, Jamie, Jasper, Jeff, uh, who took those iconic pictures of the Callous Cowboys Die on Mars cover, Jeremiah, Des- Jesse of Under the Pier, thank you so much, Under the Pier, you guys are the shit, um, Jesse of Forget Our Names, and Requiem of Torment, Kent, Kevin, Chris of Kakihara, Matt of Half Slug, Mike of Euclid C Finder, Ollie, Otis of Stress and Ornithologist, and Akaname, dude has just been around. <laughs> uh, Phil, Rory, Sam, Sinza, the band, Tim, and Akoni of Journal. I thought it would be nice to include everyone's endeavors this I time. I was just going to say, you've never done that, but that's good. I like that. I know it's a lot of work, but holy shit, awesome. That's, yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, that, um, first of all, for giving us amazing music, but also supporting us and everything. It's pretty yeah, fucking tight. It's, it fucking is mind-blowing. We are so grateful to have uh, this community just come you know come together and support us it's I'm, this is technically the only way diy is a thing and survives is still an, an idea you know I you mean, guys you guys keep us going like it's, it's a fucking ecosystem man it's beautiful truly yeah. and uh, again thank you so much for your support it's wanted to express our appreciation um patreon supporters have been helping us decide what bands we talk about on the podcast and uh voting on the videos and such so your, your input is greatly appreciated mm-hmm so uh, we'll go ahead and get started then with the bands. The first band we're going to talk about, the first project we're going to talk about is Methwitch. Methwitch is a uh, a one man, brutal, dare I say, slamming death grind, heavy Absolutely. hardcore. Absolutely, like slamming is. I mean, it's <laughs> as much as slam is slam. This is slamming death grind. I think Absolutely. they're certifiably slams. Um, yep. And it's a one man project from Albuquerque, New Mexico, started by Cameron McBride, who's in a bunch of other really great bands too. Um, you got some of those on hand? You want to? I don't have. I, I forgot to write the band names down. Um, maybe I'll look them up here at the end and we'll listen to the song. I'll be honest, Cameron. I, I think maybe this is the only group I listen to of yours. I'm not sure. Maybe we. I mean, probably he's in another like a Voidgasm is the death metal oh, band that he's in, okay. and then he's got a. Um, it's like a pop kind of a project, like a dream pop project. We'll, we'll, we'll get back on. Really, that, really maybe. diverse. Um, so this is quite a solo artist, and probably that being said, one of the best solo artists I've ever heard, aside from Paul Hunt to be in Arms, like. I think this is probably my favorite one man project of all I, time. It's 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 it stands it, it stands for everything, man. Um, it's truly amazing that that, he, that he's able to create such brutality by himself and continuously for years now, man, and just consistent. And it, it it's been great to, to see. And has he hasn't really even, I guess, it's it's not like he started rough and got really good. I mean, he's just been creating amazing, brutal, fucking slamming like grind for quite a few years now yes you know? on that note uh Methwitch started back in 2015 releasing an incredible debut full-length album as Levi was just pointing out rotting away out of all the Methwitch releases I feel we you and I list still probably jam that one and jam that one the most I mean when that first year that that one when that one came out we always were listening to it I'd walk into your place and you were continuously listening to it 
And then after Rotting Away, he also released a sizable EP, Shadowkeeper, in mm-hmm. 2016, and then a a second full length in uh, 2017 called Piss, which was also fucking massive. And then a single in 2018, and most recently a new single, Burn Victim, last month. Uh, Methwitch would play what I describe what I would describe as heavy hardcore. Some would call it beatdown, combined with elements of death grind, and more recently and most excitingly, mathcore. And actually, recently as well, he's adding this glitchy kind of vibe. Exactly. Which the, really adds to just the discordant fucking craziness that he's doing already, you know? Truly. Um, that it, new single especially, yes. Lots of But not too elements. much. He, I mean, it's not a lot of glitch. It's just, it's in there. And, I mean... It, Sparingly, yeah. Yep. Uh, I would like to say the next runner-up of just a, uh, a one-person project... <laughs> Uh, a, a one-person project uh, would be uh, the sound that ends creation is the, the next closest where it's somebody that is really doing a very good job of covering all instruments and just making some really well-constructed brutal music yes i would definitely um cite sounds and the sound that ends. i always have trouble fucking saying that band name for some reason because it's so verbose but yep. the sound that ends creation is another great one-man project i agree could you imagine if, like, somehow those two would go on tour and put that on stage somehow? I would love, I would love <laughs> to see that. They should go on tour with fucking Putrid Pile, call it a day. Oh, wow. Good guy, too. Oh, Pretty nice, I, yeah. Oh, really? You met him? Yep. Yep. Of course you did. He's played every Barry of Death Fest. I mean, he's, yeah, Putrid Pile's, like, at every one. Oh, I guess that's true, huh? Yep. I, Just that's, him on stage. I, you know, at, I think at the one barrier, or the two barrier death fests that I went to, I guess I, I missed him. I don't. It's so funny. So a uh, little quick thing. There's a, there, well, there was, not anymore, but there was a summer festival, the Bay Area Death Fest. It was just two days of complete just like grind and death metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian went to two years that I, when I wasn't living here and he went. And then these last four years I went without Christian um, and funny how that works yeah it's weird anyways I just had a little I always I thought I just noticed that actually that you've never we've never went together hmm, that's sad hmm. Hmm. how about that Levi hmm. I guess we're not best friends after all two ships passing in the night <laughs> Christian <laughs> um, so anyway back to Methwitch so this dude Cameron is such a musical tour de force uh, the guitars are down tuned super fucking heavy vocals are just disgusting like ranging from gutturals to super wicked high shrieks uh, and everything in between. He seems to like have mastered every last sick variation of metal vocals. Even the name Methwitch, it just, it's just nasty. It's funny. I think that Methwitch and Meth, those names invite a lot of negative attention. They probably have to suffer through a ton of stupid formulaic responses oh, to reactions to their name. Th- I mean, you feel the cringes within the scene on the internet. You feel it, you know. It's just like, okay, I get it, I get it. But I mean, honestly, I don't give a fuck. It's just a fucking name. Everybody right, exactly. Get over it. It's like, but you know what? That just shows how terrible that that sub that thing, the real thing, actually is. So whatever, you know. That's it's been drilled in our head. Game on. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna focus on that yep. negative aspect of the vo- uh, the name. I think the name is great. Like it kind of it captures a certain sort of um, diabolical darkness. I, I don't know another d word well done man this is fucking it's it's just another another track and i really hope just because it says single i really hope that this is going to be attached to a full length of some sort yeah because i mean rotting away alone was such a powerful debut and really just hit me in the right way when it came out like to this day still stands the test of time man it's fucking awesome it's It's, it's the go-to you took the words right out of my mouth it is my go-to record when i just really need something that is heavy and covers all the extreme music bases. Once again, it doesn't stop. I can I, I put it on, and it's just brutality. Right. Like, yeah. There's just so many. Exactly. There's so many like holy fuck moments, and they do not stop. They just mm-hmm. come one after the next, 
it's just some of the most insane breakdowns, truly relentless, surprisingly good and complete listening experience for just being a debut. Due to it being a one-man project, I feel like I accept the layers more in the music and how he does the vocals and how it'll, you know, it's like his him on top of him and just like other things kind of come in and it all falls apart. Like he... He ne- uh, he records very well, let alone plays really well. So, well done, man. You know, and as much as I loved Rotting Away, I just want to go back to the back catalog here for a second. Uh, Shadowkeeper, I think I loved even more. Like, it was it was only an EP, but it had some of the heavier and, like, even more, like, noise-related elements that were embellished even further on this one. And, again, the breakdowns just go dummy hard on yep. every release, but this one in particular just had fucking attitude and really leans into that heavy hardcore sound especially on uh, Poltergeists and Shadow Creatures. I think those were like my two favorite songs on that one. Yep. Another thing I really like this, about this project is just the, the pure abundance of ridiculously hype mosh calls, such as the classic blah and uh, fuck and god damn it and uh, oh, yeah. oh, my yeah. personal favorite, rough. That was a good one. <laughs> that was so fucking tough. I yep. was like, oh my god, he just went rough. And that was before Knocked Loose did that shit. <laughs> yep, yep. Like... That was fucking bananas good. Like, that literally... This project makes me want to get out of my chair and just start windmilling. Like, I want to see this as a live band. It's so funny. It's just one dude in a room doing this shit. It's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Piss piss is a fucking banger, too. This is an hour-long record that we're talking about. And it saw Methwitch uh, sort of shifting again stylistically back to including more chaotic and fast blast beat-driven moments. And even a little experimentation, exercising some restraint on a couple of more straightforward tracks, and just truly achieving this like perfect balance between those heavy and fast moments for being a one-man project. Like these are, this is really substantial. Like, Rotting Away clears 30 minutes, Shadowkeeper clears 25, which is practically a full length, and Piss clocks in in about an hour, with the last track being 11 minutes. So this is a staggering amount of quality material from a single artist, and only featuring a few guests here and there very little uh, what i do like as well uh he sparingly uses uh some inserts that really add to the darkness mm-hmm. at the proper moments and some in the middle some in the, in the beginning you know it's a uh, just yeah cameron fucking keep it up man it seems like you have haven't stopped yet so just keep putting the shit out into the ether man yeah the uh, the samples are so good too like um and just the, the noise elements of um like I, I seem to recall one video of him like sampling the metallic squeak of an ironing board's like legs being folded and unfolded, like stuff like that just really stands out in my mind and really makes me love this project. Um, so getting back to the discography, so finally last year, Methwitch just dropped this new single called Brimstone Heart that saw yet another musical renaissance for the project with the integration of more technical and even mathy elements that have been sort of hinted at previously. And now we arrive in 2019 with Burn Victim, and now those elements are being like fully embellished on this new single. I think making it Methwitch's perfect incarnation, truly extreme music at its finest. I don't think we can we can pile any more praise on this. I was going to say, so do you want to remove your lips from his ass first, or should I? <laughs> I gonna, mm. It's fucking good. Uh, this is this is a big endorsement for us, um, from us rather. So now I'm kind of hoping we as uh, I'm hoping we get like a full length album with more of these math core and electronic driven elements because I think that would that would be really sick yeah okay anything Great. else you want to add here no doggy um <laughs> I just did you see like so did the robot just so we smashed the creature but then the creature got on top of him and folded into him creating uh, like an Genesis explosive Evangelion. ball <laughs> and then so who won did he win or the creature won uh Shinji won but he 
he like went into like a the Ava went into like a berserk. No, let's not let's not get into that. Oh, I thought that was a vagina, but it's an eye. Okay, well that's different. <laughs> Again, Evangelion is is just the perfect uh, accompaniment to this podcast. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, let's play this fucking single. Let's move on. Jesus Christ, I can't believe we talked about him that long. Yeah, but that was that was a long time. I wanted to power through all the notes that I took about it. it was it was quite quite a bit. Um, so we're gonna listen to the new single by Meth Witch. It's called Burn Victim, and that came out on November twenty eighth of twenty nineteen. Here we go. So that was Burn Victim by Methwitch, and that's the new single that just came out on November 28th. So next we're going to talk about Phantom Limb. Phantom Limb are a mathcore band from Fort Worth, Texas. They That's Phantom Limb deliberately misspelled, by the way. It's mm-hmm. F-A-N-T-O-M-L-I-M-B. 
and they seem to have started as early as 2013 according to their Facebook page, but no updates or posts concerning that name appear until 2016. Did some research. So it appears this uh, might be a, sort of an, a new, newly revitalized project with uh, perhaps some of the former members or something. But anyway, um, they may have been, like, been in the conceptual phase for a long time until about 2018 when they started posting some updates pertaining to recording. Got to work. And now they finally have put out something. Uh, they released their debut self-titled EP, and it's a little ripper. Uh, there's not really a lot to speak on because it's just four tracks that barely clock 12 minutes total. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really promising and it needed to be discussed on this episode while it's still fresh. The opening track, uh, I want to say this, uh, I'm not trying to do a... I'm trying to stay away from like the whole sounds like thing, but this, this the opening track uh, really reminded me of uh, an opening track from another band called uh, The uh, Minor Times. Oh, yeah. um, the track, uh, The Pugilist at Work, if you would to listen to these two tracks together, they are pretty similar. Um, not saying it's a bad thing, it's just like it really just was reminiscent of that track and it 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 took me to a good place that basically. track's a fucking ripper too yes sir yes sir so um maybe it was because that all of a sudden hit me but um these these gentlemen here seem to have a very just classic hard-hitting just metalcore sound i would say uh, you would be on robotic empire you know in the earlier days you know just uh it it really took me to an early like 2000s kind of a uh, uh sound but um you said it but no, other than that's that, literally what i have in my notes it's like classic late 90s early 2000s mathcore groove yeah so other than that um i yeah it's uh it's four tracks pretty fucking solid um i really enjoyed it uh i don't got much to say other than that what tracks did you like uh i would say my favorite track is uh skinwalker I thought that was my favorite too. Yeah. Um, but I really like track two as well, Old Sins, which kind of, it starts out a bit more straightforward, but they kind of pull on Every Time I Die, as we've been talking about the last couple of episodes, and hold back that really sick breakdown until later into the track, and then they kind of like recapitulate and develop that rip, riff even further. So Got to put in the time. Yeah, the payoff of that song is a bit more delayed, but again, great track. Um, track three wasn't my favorite, but it does start off with that really sick bendy riff, which mm-hmm. they kind of... Again, lots of nice development um, in these songs. And then uh, Black Lodge, the last track, might actually be the best track on this release. It's got such a nice introduction that kind of nicely sums up what the band does. And it's nicely structured that sort of make, makes sense compositionally. Sometimes I feel like bands get so lost in trying to like slap together riffs, they forget about the order. You know, they're just, they're just throwing riffs together. Well said. And uh, I, I feel like this band does it a little bit better where they're creating and releasing tension in a way that Botch or The Chariot or Norma Jean would do. And then, uh, plus, that song just ends with a huge fucking breakdown, and you can't beat that. Can't? Yeah, hey, we ain't complaining. And, on you know, all those comparisons I just made, on that note, for a newer band that I'd like to cite would, would be Dead Kiwis, um, just in terms of bands that are kind of embracing the same sort of school of influence. I would agree, man. So, again, I think Black Lodge is probably the best track overall, but we should give them Skinwalker because it's a bit more to the point. So we're going to go ahead and listen to Skinwalker, which is track one from Phantom Limb's self-titled EP, and I'll tell you when that came out when we come back. Here we go.
All right, so that was Skinwalker by Phantom Limb, and that's off their new self-titled EP, which came out on November 19th. So next we're going to talk about Rob Ford Explorer. Ooh! Rob Ford Explorer are a math rock duo from Reno, Nevada. They started back in 2016, releasing their debut EP, Fuckboy EP, followed by their self-titled EP, which I absolutely loved, and uh, that was in 2018. And now they're back with their third EP, Bye-Bye EP. I actually discovered this band at a house show with Floral uh, and the members of their project, Elaine the Singer. Christian texted me so many videos from that night. <laughs> I was fucking losing it. Yeah, I really was just struck by them. I, I thought it was cool. Greg had a. I was like, I was like, oh, this band sounds good. Oh shit, is Greg wearing a Coltrane T-shirt yes. too? Oh shit. Okay, like this is these guys are badass. Basically, I was like, congratulations, we're best friends now. <laughs> uh, this new. I, I want to say right off the bat, um, I am a huge. I know this is like. You know, it's an audio podcast, but uh, definitely uh, I want you guys to check out like the the album artwork. Um, I'm a really big fan of this. Yeah, uh, the artist uh, Jordan Karumpas, I guess. I didn't take note of the artist's name. Yeah, uh, but uh, really, really, just um, it 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 hit me in the right way. And uh, if I had the physical copy, I would probably just listen to this album and just stare at the cover. So right. uh, well done. And furthermore, that art is accompanied by a beautiful music video. It oh looks my god, it's so, so good. It's excellent. It's just like. It seems to be just faces of their cut out faces of their friends and like family, perhaps, uh, you know, familiar faces anyway, all like kind of arranged in a nice, uh, a nice pattern. And they sort of like flow around like a, a circus wheel and like a, a symbol of a bike. <laughs> I think the song is named after a, a BMX bike, if I'm not mistaken. We had the pleasure of having three amazing math uh, rock ad- uh, duos mm-hmm. at a, a math core index fest this summer uh we had floral standards and rob ford uh rob ford they kicked it off correct they did uh, right. the duo uh but um man uh it it was so enjoyable to, it's always enjoyable to see them uh it was just it was even crazy to see them stand on a stage and then perform and everything but um these uh <laughs> they're so good yeah um i yeah, understand yeah, they, they played our second annual fest as well we've got hd uh footage of that up right now on our YouTube channel, so Absolutely. go watch that. We'll try to link it for you in the description. Uh, the album and then the track. Sorry uh, to interrupt, but they also play three out of four songs from this new EP in that footage. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Absolutely, and they yeah. Um, a, a little concerned about the whole album title and then the the track of uh, Bye Bye. I really hope this isn't the end, but it probably sounds like it is. I don't think it is. Okay. Uh, I know that. Cameron, Tell us it isn't so. <laughs> I think Cameron is uh, kind of injured right now perhaps and not playing guitar if i'm not mistaken but i'm sure that this Broke is both his arms boxing <laughs> um but I, I don't think that the band is calling it quits i don't think this is in any sort of way uh, a farewell at least i hope not i really hope that's not the case um so in this new ep rob ford explorer are really leaning into that chill side of their sound like Fuckboy's first couple tracks especially i remember a little more aggressive um the same with the first couple tracks off their self-titled like there's some like low-key blast beats on both of those. Um, however, on Babai, they're exercising like far more restraint. They're utilizing like a way more laid-back and relaxed approach. It's actually like a really relaxing listen that channels some of the better elements of all the best and most famous math rock bands. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm just, I was looking, looking down, just, just <laughs> nodding, staring at my just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yes. Mm. Um, sorry to take away your thunder if you were about to say something. But. No, um, honestly, uh, I was just, uh, once again, just thinking about that track, Bye-Bye. I really fucking enjoyed it, man. It's fucking, it really was a nice ender. Right. Uh, honestly, I love every track on this EP, but Spirit of the Speed Edition, track one, which just has this like lovely kind of sweet naivete to it, um, 
it just has a great music video too. Yep, gets your attention. Yeah, so I'll try to link that for you as well, along with that live set. Um, and so the song is, uh, I'm in my notes here. The song is also named after the baddest bike in all the world and all the goodness it brings. <laughs> I hear that. You got to tell me that twice. That, that tickles me for some reason. Um, I loved Ty's Baltic Adventure too, as it does kind of have that uh, exploration sort of feel to it and just culminates in this really lovely part where the drums just go quiet and that ostinato keeps going for a second. Wait, are you telling me every track is good then? Dude, yes. Ah, There's some sneaky blast beats in that song too. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, the, the percussion is a huge highlight for me overall with this band and uh, especially on this release. Uh, I loved Phonica as well, which is the first of these new songs that I heard on that Firebolt Media live session, which was <laughs> yet another thing I'll try to link for you. That's like fucking three videos now. But um, I think this track... Phonica is where the EP hits peak chill. Like, it's actually, yeah, I think it's the, the chillest song, except for like a little accelerando at the end. Feel good slash chill, Rob Ford. Dude, you nailed it for yep. sure. And uh, as Levi was saying, the title track is great too. It's, it's honestly perfect. It has that voicemail from a friend moment that just kind of wraps this EP up in a nice little package for you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. just it, it gives it that extra layer, layer of, uh, of just being memorable. I, I, I like this insert for the fact that, you know, Rob Ford is naturally, it's just instrumental. So this, I feel like this voicemail kind of hit a little harder and I really listened to it, you know, and that kind of thing. So Dude, it's like, it really... Oh, I just got chills. Yeah. I literally, my arm, my, I just I literally just got goosebumps thinking about it. So well done, guys. <laughs> Christian it's, and I, Christian and I will sometimes take photos of our hair standing up and everything to let each other know what songs like hit and everything. So uh, sad. Yeah. Sadly, it's true. Yep. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I love that voicemail. I think it's actually Ty from Floral. Well, I'm pretty sure the second song is named after. And he's like, hey, it's Ty. I got to talk to you about something kind of serious. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say this, but what? Okay, I got to go. Go call you back. <laughs> it's like, it's like ah, God damn it. Yeah, it's just like a, the perfect setup. And then it's just like a, a great like laughing kind of moment to follow that. Because um, I thought it was going to be like this like heartwarming last track. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm going to cry here and everything. And then it was just like, oh, oh all right. That, okay. All right. It's, bye-bye. It, it's an emotional, <laughs> a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's a perfect moment. Really fits the whole mood. And I think there's really an art to placing samples like that as well. You know, it's a... Uh, you could just randomly throw samples anywhere for, for whatever effect, but that really just had the right effect, really fit the mood of the song. So kudos there. Um, and I really just love this band, this EP, because basically when I'm not doing homework-type listening, uh, if you will, I've got this EP on repeat. I think there's serious replay value in just these four songs, and it's the best production this band has seen yet, too. Um, and if you're a fan of Terra Melos, Hella, or Don Caballero, this is really going to fucking tickle you the right way. This is this is some good shit. Hmm. So um, we're going to listen to Spirit of the Speed Edition, track one from Rob Ford Explorer's Bye Bye EP, and that came out on December 23rd of 2019. Here we go.
right, so that was Spirit of the Speed Edition, which is track one from Rob Ford Explorer's new EP, Bye Bye EP, and that came out on December 23rd. So next we're going to talk about Lurch. Lurch are a four-piece mathcore band from Seattle, Washington, and from the looks of it, Lurch started last year, releasing their debut EP, Rebirth, last month. And uh, this was actually recommended to me by Steak Sauce Mustache, who just, of course, seemed to have their thumb on the pulse of all the good bands up there in the Pacific Northwest. And on that note, this band has that fucking classic Pacific Northwest mathcore sound that we all know and love, along with that same kind of like riff vernacular, you know? Yep, that progressive metalcore going on, man. Um, uh, I I really don't have a lot to say about this band, except it was it was a great listen. Um, Lurch, I, uh, I, I listened to on Spotify, and then I went to the band camp as well, just to check and see if there was any other hidden gems there. Um, same record. But uh, what I noticed on band camp is... Um, you know, naturally with Christian and I, we're not only listening to you guys on Bandcamp, but we're also kind of like researching and looking and, you know, we look at the credits and everything and uh, you guys don't have anything on there. You let us know where you're from and that's it. Um, you don't let us know who's in the band, who plays what. Uh, there's no um, information on the artwork, any information where you guys recorded. You know, are, are you guys new? Did you guys disband and reform? I mean, just little things like that. I mean, uh, you know, naturally with Bandcamp, I mean, you you know, are you going to make any money at all or some some money? So if anything, I mean, I think you I you guys owe it to yourselves just to at least have, you know, the credits on there for for just, you know, that that's sake. Levi wants to know more. And Christian, I also want to know the lyrics. <laughs> God damn it. The one time I fucking need it. There we go. So fucking DJ Bumblebutt over here today, he made me, I feel like I'm having a seizure and I'm smelling like burnt toast right now. This is the third time we're talking about Lurch because we, we we almost finished Lurch the first time and then Christian wasn't recording. And then the second time it didn't go well, so we had to re-record this. So this is the third time I'm going over fucking Lurch. So This is not the third time. It's the third time. It's this the third is- time. We were the third, it was the third time. I had to do a second and a third One and take. a half? I had to do a second take of the fucking uh, the intro mm-hmm. for the band. Second and a half time we're talking about Lurch. Lurch, <laughs> you're in my head forever now. <laughs> so, um, uh, well, anyway, so getting back to fucking their sound, they... Um, that that second track, especially Colonial Death Party, really starts off with that like a that, minor second riff. That was my favorite track. Yeah, that really kind of gives you that nice head bob uh, and develops so nicely. Some nice two stepping. It's a real mosh banger. Um, I liked track two as well, uh, but I think track four is where the EP starts to kind of see some experimentation. What's track four again? Creator's Tomb. Word. Yeah, that was all. Yeah. Oh, yo, yo, yeah. I'm down with that one too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's slower and has a like more of an atmospheric introduction and features some of the most melodic sequences of the EP, including singing, uh, yep. but still manages to also bring probably the toughest breakdown featured on the EP as well. And that track also seamlessly flows into the final track, Rebirth, which uh, features some good guest vocals, tough breakdowns, even more singing. So this EP kind of goes for uh, goes from more aggressive to more experimental and melodic at its conclusion. Um, and actually the day this came out, I must have jammed this EP three or four times in a row. It was pretty much an insta-purchase for me. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, and um, you know there are tracks that start out more mathy, but I think uh, C- Colonial Death Party is probably the track that we should give them. It's got an earwig sort of intro and yep, nasty middle section. Great, so we're gonna listen to Colonial Death Party, which is track two from uh, Rebirth's new EP, or excuse me, Lurch's new EP, Rebirth, um, and that came out uh, back on November eighth. Here we go. 
So that was uh, that was Colonial Death Party, track two from Lurch's new EP, Rebirth, that came out back in November. And speaking of Steak Sauce Mustache, it, uh, you know, they actually kind of reminded me of that band, Botch the Chariot, Every Time I Die, you know, that kind of same vein. Mm-hmm. But those guys have been donating tons of sick footage to our archives. I really want to thank them for that. And we've actually got some really great footage of Lurch that will be up at some point in the future. So you can look forward to that as Tight. well. Tight. Mm-hmm. Got a full set. HD, no less. All right. So the next band we're going to talk about is Mary Fields. Mary Fields are a five-piece mathcore band from the Netherlands. And this was actually a band that our Patreon supporters voted on. So thanks for that. <clears throat> and according to Facebook, it looks like Mary Fields started as early as 2011, releasing more or less their debut full-length, which was really fucking good back in 2013, followed by a split in 2014. And then they seemingly uh, went quiet for... Uh, for like five years until yeah, back in September. Yeah, I noticed that big delay. I have that in my notes. Just like, huh? Yeah, big gap. So they were gone for about five years, um, but then just released a new single uh, with an accompanying music video. And uh, this is just one of those bands that is really just nailing that exemplary math course sound. It's honestly a damn shame they haven't been like more prolific because that's that's honestly what I have as well, dude, right here. Um, I yeah, it could have been just keep pumping out, kept pumping out this whole time. Uh, I got some really nice heavy Danza vibes from this band for sure. Mm-hmm. I can see that they kind of have those like sort of dissonance yeah. breakdowns. Um, yeah, just really the like the first two tracks on that full length album. I don't know if you went back and listened to it, but there's some of my favorites in terms of just like obscure underground bands that they're like one of those bands that I always forget about because it's just such a deep cut and it really only made the rounds like back in the day when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely, this was Mary Fields. I was like, wait, t- have I listened to this before? Or wait, have we you talked probably about this have. before? Like, we probably talked we? about yeah, this know, band yep. like years ago. Yep. Like yep. I'm talking like 2014 or 2015. So um, anyway, I think what sets them apart is the amount of experimentation they employ with unorthodox instruments. They take a lot of risks being more accessible or even poppy, much like the Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, this new single actually has that Casio keyboard kind of breakdown, you know, that like plunk, plunk, plunk sound in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can't say I've ever heard that used in this context before. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking unusual. Um, furthermore, they use the drum solo from the beginning of Phil Collins in the air tonight. Which is preceded that's by... That's where that's from. Yes. Dun, 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 you know, anyway, so you know you know the fill. But that's preceded by a huge fucking breakdown, too, which is undoubtedly the heaviest thing this band has ever written. Like, it's one of those breakdowns where they play the breakdown, and then they play the same thing slower and even more down-tuned, and then they play it even slower and more down-tuned after that. It's just fucking heavy. <laughs> um, and if you're a fan of Dillinger, The Chariot, Protest the Hero, and even the Callous Cowboys on that note, I think that um, just in terms of taking risks... Uh, with the instrumentation and like kind of trying to do something that's a bit more like poppy, maybe even. Um, it's interesting. They're really trying to branch out. <laughs> Anything else you want to add there, Levi? No, man. Cool. Good shit. Very good shit. I'm just a single, so I know that was kind of a quick wrap-up, but <clears throat> go back and listen to their full-length album if you need something more to chew on. So we're going to listen to Mary Field's new single, What's in a Nom de Plume? Uh, that just came out on September 27th, and I'll try to link that video for you in the description. Here we go.
All right, so that was Mary Field's new single, What's in a Nom de Plume, which came out on September 27th. And what a great fucking video. Really, just that, the end of the song especially goes so hard. So next, we're going to go ahead and give you your release radar for the month of December. So it was kind of a slow month, naturally, as releasing your album in December is kind of a death wish in terms of getting skipped on your end lists. That being said, um, the Cal- on to the rest of the bands. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys are all idiots, and we, and we hate you. Yeah, got you guys. Pew pew. You know, we should just start doing more gotcha journalism. That's that's much easier. Oh yeah, we should just become the metal sucks of mathcore. Not it. only reviewing the artists, but also upsetting them I and like trashing that. them. And trashing them. Mmm, I like that. <laughs> Ooh, my chest just got bigger. I like this. Okay. Uh, um. So anyway, so the. Callous Dowboys released a live EP via Acrobat Unstable. Um, I think you could hear it online. Now you can't. But um, uh, if you want to buy a cassette, they might still be available. I don't know. Question mark. Anyway, live EP from the Callous Dowboys. Their holes aroused by the splinters carved from their teeth by Fawn Limbs, which came out via Dark Trail Records, my label, as you some of you might know, and Sludge Lord Records. Sludge Lord Records. Kind of hard to say. Um, Potion featuring the homie Hunter, who did all the sound to... Our Mathcore Index Fest 2019 footage released a new EP, Ghost Bed. Just a couple quick tracks, about two minutes or so, I think, but if you need some more potion, there it is. Bye-bye EP by Rob Ford Explorer, one of my favorite releases of the month. Um, Demons or Someone Else by Montcharge, who we're going to be talking about later in this episode. Hiraith, uh, Hiraith, rather, I think it is, uh, by Trenchlung. Wisdom Through Shame by Worry, members of the Great Redneck Hope there. Go check that one out. Levi approves. Dude, absolutely. Big step up from the last release. I agree. Um, I think it's an improvement. And naturally, ex-members of Great Redneck Hope, but yeah, whatever. Just a little something in there. It's like sad doom, sad like doom sludge. If you're expecting the hope, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that, but you don't need the hope in this situation. It's it's something complete. It's a different animal altogether. Yep. But uh, it's it's quite enjoyable. If you need something that's a bit more um, a bit more paced, a bit more deliberate. Uh, Out of town this year. A new single by The Central. A little Christmas single there for you. New single from Designs. Mathcore from Texas, featuring members of Thumbscrew. Looking forward to hearing that full release, which is coming out on January twentieth. Uh, a new single from the Cambodian Heat. Mathcore grind from Michigan, which. We honestly should have discussed on this podcast, but they didn't put it up on Bandcamp, so I forgot. Um, (laughs) Genesis by Video Nasty. Sick little uh, cybergrind project out there in El Paso, Texas. So that was your release radar for the month of December. So the next band we're going to jump into is uh, Monchage. And uh, Monchage, which translates into something like a freight lift or a freight elevator... Started back in uh, 2012, as near as I can tell, although it might be earlier, with an EP which was recorded with live drums and guitar in one take, interestingly enough. Impressive. Very impressive. That's a fucking good EP. I don't know if you went back and listened to that, but uh, the earlier part of their catalog is a bit more on the chaotic side, especially with that first EP. Um, they released a 7-inch in 2013, a single in 2014, and then another band who kind of just went silent until this year. Uh, again, as near as I can tell from my research... And uh, now Monchage are back with their 
debut full-length, Demons or Someone Else, which uh, was released via who else but Wuarg Records, who just released all kinds of fucking great, chaotic... Um, uh, what are some of the bands they fucking released? Bind, Torture, Kill, and uh, Dead Like Me, and Cortez, I think. Just a, a ton of great, like, kind of botchy, dark, hardcore, kind of Gaza-sounding bands, all sort of in that, that school. So a great label. Um, and uh, they play what I would describe as, again, dark, hardcore, but they occasionally have elements of sludge and post-metal or post-hardcore, with their earlier catalog being a, a bit more chaotic and aggressive. Yep. And I wouldn't really describe this band as black metal, um, is why I choose the dark prefix. But they yeah, do kind it's of, dark. It's definitely dark for sure. But you know, occasionally they are. You know, it seems like they maybe are trying to channel some of those elements as well. So uh, I it, can. It's so energetic for how dark it is. I, like you would, I, I would. I mean, sometimes when I hear dark heart, when I hear dark hardcore, I always imagine just always being slowed down. But this was furious in so many different ways. Um, I really wish, once again, you guys had the lyrics. I would like to know what the fuck you're so angry about. Um, I feel like the the tracks are very digestible, that two to four minutes and everything. Um, I find it very interesting how you guys are going on the track listing and how you're numbering everything. Like, some are involving, some aren't involving Roman numerals, and I don't know, but I don't think they're in order, or they're like... I had a note about that as well. I was wondering if there was some sort of naming scheme to the whole Roman numeral thing, like... Yeah, because track one is definitely isn't Roman numeral track one. It's like, no. track one with a Roman numeral behind it. It's like, I, what, is it? okay, it's like track one, Roman numeral five, like that kind of thing. You're like, wait, okay, and yeah, so it, Mon- interesting. Montage, we want to know... Um, what are you this, doing? Yeah. <laughs> what What are you really doing here? Does this represent sort of like the chronology uh, or the timeline at which they were written, or is it just arbitrary, or is it, it what I would probably imagine it's is part of like the whatever narrative they've set up, and they're sort of Tarantinoing the plot, if you will, by giving us, uh, you know, fragment by fragment, not necessarily in chronological order. They're Tarantinoing us. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just did that. It's a verb now. I like it. Um. But yeah, it's funny that you say that because there's a song called Wolves on the first record, but it's after the numeral for eight. But on the newest record, there's Wolves two, but the numeral before that is for 20. You sons of bitches. So yeah, what are you I'm, doing? I'm a little confused by that, but let's, let's move on and start talking about the actual music. Um, track right away, track one right away, brother, had that Gaza and converged feel to it. They, they just kind of like lock into that sort of hypnotic groove Seizures gives me that hypnotic Dude, groove sometimes, and I would man. compare Seizures to both of those bands, too, so yep. that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, you're totally right. Track two, Divine Arrows, for me, though, is where the record really starts to like kind of pick up energy. Yep. I also like track seven, Arresti, quite a bit, too. It has that catchy riff at the start. That part is developed, and the song just flows really sick and has like one of the more like prominent synth parts. So they're taking some risks on this record, too. You know, They've got a bit of synth here and there. And there's also three interlude tracks, uh, one of which features acoustic guitar. Um, there's a dedicated member for synths on that note, and Noise Machines, too, which I think really adds a lot of atmosphere to this record. Kind of, like, nicely fills in those more, like, quiet moments when there's not, like, a wall of sound. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much what they're doing most of the time. It's basically just, like, a fucking wall of sound. I really liked Wolves, too, which is probably one of the better tracks in this release. Catchy, kind of, like, Gorguts-laced intro, pulsing 80s sci-fi synths, which you know I love. Uh just a huge, huge step from a 2014 release. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, it's good shit. Glad you, you came out with another sizable release, not just an EP after all that time. Yep. 
And uh, if you're a fan of Converge, Gaza, Kin Mode, uh, Seizures, as Levi was pointing out, I think this will be up your alley. Uh, any, of the, any of the bands that are on WooArg, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy this. So we're going to go ahead and... Oh, yeah, and one last thing. Um, all the music except for their new full length is also Name Your Own Price on Bandcamp. So, Monchars, you get 1,000 MathCast points for that. Dude, you can cash them in anywhere. Take just it to let, the bank. Just let, yep, just let them know MathCast sent Smile you. all the way to the bank. <laughs> You're welcome. You can bank on that. <laughs> God damn it. I'm out of I'm out of banking. But they do cash stuff. everywhere, so go ahead, do that still. <laughs> cash is good everywhere. <laughs> oh, you just said that. So we're gonna listen to Divine Arrows, which is track two from Demons or Someone Else. Yeah, good call. Yeah. And that's uh off their like, brother, their new full length, which came out on December twenty seventh. Had to think about that for a second. So just two days ago. Here we go. Right, so that was Divine Arrows by Montcharge. That's uh, M-O-T-M-O-N-T-C-H-A-R-G-E. Of course, you can find that. M-O-N-T-E-C-H-R-G-E. 
See, you know, I'm just going to give up on fucking spelling the name. It's going to be in the description. Got so it. You go there. <laughs> God damn it. So next we're going to... Jesus, people sneezing out there. So next we're going to talk about Trench Lung. Trench Lung are a blackened mathcore band from Windsor, Ontario. Boy, are they. And uh, Melbourne, Australia, apparently, is making this an international project. Uh, the band started back in 2011 under a different name, The Apex, and then in early 2018, their vocalist retired from the band, but the original core writing team stayed together under a new moniker, Trenchlung. And uh, with that name change also came a slight stylistic shift as well. Whereas the Apex, uh, which also featured members of another sick band, apparently the Coalition designed, uh, Coalition design rather, they were more like purely mathcore or technical metal, like a la early Tillinger Escape Plan or Car Bomb or Candoria. But uh, Trenchlung have sort of leaned more into that black metal-influenced sound while still managing to retain some of those more like math core and uh, tech metal traits. They went the whole uh, uh, Pig Destroyer route. You just got vocals, guitar, and drum. I really like that. Yeah, they're. I guess they're performing as a three-piece, aren't they? Yep. Uh, yeah, three-piece. Uh, I this the new vocalist really really enjoy the scathy vocals. Me too. Um, got it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, all I all, the only other thing I have is just like what the fuck? Just one track? That's it? Is all we get? There's a full-length album. That is there? Out. Yeah. I didn't... I just listened to one track. I don't know why. Are you fucking shitting me? Yes. Yeah, there is, they just released their full-length album um, a couple weeks ago, actually, or like even a week ago. Oh, well, that... I on mean... On the 21st. Oh, yo, that's why. Homie, we pushed this from last last episode, so I listened to the one track. Oh, no shit. Okay. Trenchlung. Uh, we moved... We actually had you on our list last month. But since you're re- you were releasing this month, we pushed it back. But in my notes, all I did was like, oh, okay, move notes to episode 40. So I didn't do my homework. Well, I don't t- care, though. <laughs> I-, I took a lot of notes on this band, so I'll take it away then. Um, take it away, Christian. You can definitely chime in on some of this. Uh, there's been an influx of blackened mathcore bands in the past few years. I just wanted to address that. like With bands like Plebeian Grandstand, Noise Trail Immersion, Malevic, Ox, Telos, all just popping up left and right, even coil guns shifting from mathcore to a darker, more blackened sound, even at times. So I think Trenchlung have arrived at a good time uh, when this very specific movement is starting to like really gain momentum. So that was the first thing I wanted to talk about. Really good name, by the way. Love that name, Trenchlung. It's a great name. Yep. Um, and they've just released their second EP, Hiraith, which means longing for home in uh, Welsh dialect. And uh, it's five tracks plus three tracks, which were featured on their debut EP. Petrichor, Petrichor, rather, a pleasant smell that usually follows freshly fallen rain, apparently. Yes, I did my research on these names. <laughs> um, and that was released back in January. So what they did is they kind of jammed two releases together. Um, but of course, the bonus tracks from that first EP have been remixed and remastered with added bass and a new vocalist. So it almost feels like a full-length album, basically. Since Levi didn't take any notes on the tracks. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed quite a few tracks on this release. Uh, the first track I liked a lot. Like the black metal tendencies are apparently right away. Um, they're really illustrating. They've adopted a more sinister sound, more dissonant, more angular guitar lines that are kind of recalling Gorguts or even Portal for me. The first track is just absolutely crammed to the gills with really sick and dissonant passages that clears five minutes in total. I like track two as well. I think that's probably the one that they debuted first, if I'm not mistaken. It's a bit more to the point, less black metal leaning, have some like the, the sick grooves and head bob parts, something of a breakdown-like passage too. They kind of lost me with track three, and uh, 
but track four, uh, you know, it kind of starts off slow, but the like the middle and the end is just some of the best fucking dissonant death metal like type passages that I've ever heard. They're really fucking good. Track five is kind of a more of like a slow burner, but really just starts to pick up around the sixty second marker with tons of great dissonance. There's just a lot of dissonance in this fucking record. That's the long story short. Really evil sounding. That's I think what this band does best. And it's just fucking relentless too. They just keep punishing you with that one groove while the music feeds out, fades out rather, and the spoken word part remains. It's kind of a nice way to end those like new five tracks. And then the three bonus tracks from the first EP are fucking solid too. They sound even better than before with the new vocalist. Did you go back and listen to the Apex at all? No. Okay, so you weren't even aware of their back catalog nope. then. Yeah, nope. they have the the Apex. I kind of left the research alone because I was like, oh, it's single. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Go back and listen to the Apex. It's fucking really good. Like they they released a full length in an EP back in like 2012 and 2013, respectively. Yeah, I fucked up. I missed the <laughs> I missed everything here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Everyone, Levi especially, go back and listen to the Apex and give this album a shot because it's uh, although it's kind of two releases in one, uh, they really made it work by calling those three tracks bonus tracks. And if you're a fan of, again, Plebeian Grandstand, Gorguts, Portal, Malevik, Miko, any of that kind of angular, dark, hardcore, uh, I think, and, uh, and even death metal, you're, gonna, you're probably going to like this. So we're going to listen to track two, or two, rather, from Hiraeth, which came out on December 21st of 2019. Here we go.
All right, so that was two, which is track two from Hiraeth, Trench Lung's new album, which came out back in December, or December 21st, that is. Way back in December, <laughs> the same <laughs> month that it is today. Uh. Uh, so uh, next, we're going to talk about SEPTA. SEPTA are a post-hardcore progressive metal band from Ukraine featuring members of the Nietzsche, who we discussed previously on this podcast. Completely checks out with this progressive sound that they are carrying. Truly. Um also features the vocalist Eugene of the Nietzsche, so sharing members there. And Septa started back in 2010 and have released a bunch of music since then, starting with two singles in 2012 and 2013, a remix EP and their debut full length also in 2013, which was produced by Matt Bayliss, who recorded Isis, Soundgarden, Botch, Norma Jean, Minus the Bear, Mastodon, a ton of fucking shit. Um, another remix EP, a cover EP, a split, and their second full length in 2014, also produced by Bayliss. And uh, which saw the band experimenting with uh, more extreme sounds and influences of like a Dillinger Escape Plan, Converge, Every Time I Die. And although it was only seven tracks, 25 minutes in runtime, it came with a companion EP, which they released in 2015, along with a live EP, a single, uh, and another EP, um, a cover EP, I think, in 2016. I'm kind of losing track of my timeline here because it's so many fucking things. A live EP and a single in 2017, a remix EP in 2018, and now... SEPTA have returned with their fourth full-length album, a new concept album exploring an entirely different and more theatrical progressive metal soundscape uh, produced by John Lewis, or <laughs> Lewis Johns, rather, dyslexia play there. This Who, album is based on a novel and a separate movie. That's right, uh, The Golem. And um, this album was produced by the guy who produced Rolo Tomasi, employed to serve in Palm Reader, so a ton of good UK bands. And, uh, you know, although they've kind of all, always fundamentally been proggy and, like, kind of post-hardcore, originally they were a bit more metal and even more mathcore-leaning, but as time has passed, they've adopted this more proggy sound. After you pump out that many albums, I can only imagine you would go to this kind of prog style. I mean, fuck, you got ex- to <coughs> expand, you know? Well, especially, yeah, they're definitely trying to become more accessible. I think they want to gain international attention. That's probably a good way of, of going about it. This, uh, was, this was definitely out of my wheelhouse for what I listen to oh, on, on the regular, um, but it was great. Um, it was, uh, I... Uh, this is another band that our Patreon supporters voted on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yo, by the way, our page... won the poll this month. I was talking about uh, this in the car. Like, our Patreon supporters definitely more on the prog side. All of you guys in the in the Discord chat, I can tell. Yeah, they they seem to always vote for, the, like, the oddball band. I think they want to hear, um, I guess, our thoughts on something that's a bit more out of our, our wheelhouse, perhaps, because we start to have a more interesting conversation about it, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, they've gotten more proggy. Uh, yeah, you got more proggy. Basically, they've uh, you know, they, they were they used to be really embracing more of like a Mike Patton and Dillinger kind of approach, especially vocally. But now it's it really reminds me of like Mastodon, Rolla Tomasi, and even new metal. Like it reminds me of a new metal album from like late System of a Down or late Tool. Um, this is kind of a toss up in terms of should we be discussing this on the podcast? Mm-hmm. But they've previously just been a name that just pops up all the time in the mathcore circles. Uh, so there's no way we couldn't show them some love, especially considering again vocalist Eugene fronts the Nietzsche. I think the the the, the talent of the vocalist um, really does allow this band to expand their proggy sides. I mean, if you got a guy that can not only scream and do light vocals, he can also just belt out some fucking good tunes. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, it's. I mean, yeah, you basically have the free range to fucking do whatever the hell you want. I mean, for that, I support that man. 
I mean, he's got a great voice. Yeah, now, I mean, he really reminds me of, uh, Sir, excuse me, Serge Tankian and... Uh, oh my god, dude, Manor I thought James System Keenan. of a Down numerous times, like, on this, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And not, in not like, sounds like System of a Down, just gave me that feel, that back of the head, like, what the, what the, was that? Okay. With the anyway. harmonization and, like, the, yeah, the style of uh, his vocal register, it really, it recall, recalls Serge Tankian. Well done. Um, I really liked track two. I think that was probably my favorite track on the release is that pogroms or is that track three um uh, i like that one too actually but yeah i think pogrom wait wait, wait. You better, uh I, I i dug the track pogroms let me see here yeah i like that one too let me pull up the uh, thingamajigger hold on sorry septa we both don't have it pulled up right now i didn't take very thorough notes apparently yeah pogroms was good i like track two which is clay yeah so i'm yeah you're, you're, you're track two i'm more track three okay yeah i liked track two three and uh five Tenhauser Gate. I thought that one was was really good too. Uh, you know, Tenhauser Gate's kind of like a slow burner because of the pace of the intro, but it just culminates into like one of the album's better sing along moments. So I thought that was good, but I think track two is like really more to the point. Track three has got like that heavy bit, um, and it's also catchy at the same time. I think he probably liked it because it's got like the two stepping on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. We know another track I actually like was track nine. Like, they're, it sounds so much like a fucking Tool song, but they're, like, doing better than... They're, they're playing Tool better than Tool could play Tool now, which is a sad statement about, well, Tool. I feel a lot of Tool fans don't want to admit that, but they do. <laughs> fucking, yeah, the new album is horrible. God, you mean You mean worth the wait? No. Oh, got it. <laughs> I can't believe they would jerk their fans around for that long just to fucking play the same minor pentatonic scale riffs rehash the same tired motifs over and over. It's like they're just repeating themselves at this point. They should have not released the album. I think they've they've tarnished their fucking legacy with this album, if I'm being quite honest. It could have been like lost somewhere forever and then it would just be that thing. I'm being a little harsh right now. Like Come at us, tool fans. Come at us. I would say my expectations were very high after Lateralis is one of like my favorite albums. Like I really, really love that one. I connected with it a lot and I thought that this I thought that the new one was just Fear Inoculum was not good. Anyway, so let's move on. Uh, back to back to Septa here. So I think we should give him track two. Boom. So we're gonna listen to Clayboy, which is track two from Bitten by the Kingdom <laughs> Bitten by the Serpent Bitten by the Serpent of the Kingdom of the Spirit, which is such a fucking mouthful. Uh, and that came out on November twenty second of twenty nineteen. Here we go. Future, real 
What's the Zach Galifianakis thing? She had a crack baby. She had a crack baby. <laughs> she was up things. It's all in how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that was uh, Clayboy, track two from Septa's new album, Bitten by the Serpents of the Kingdom of the Spirit. And that was released back in November. Prague is fuck. Very Prague. So last, we're going to talk about Fawn Limbs. Fawn Limbs are a transatlantic mathcore death grind uh, trio from Finland. A trio. And uh, Pennsylvania. Yes, featuring uh, Ely Hyland of Meyer Planer and Infinite Nomad, formerly, rest in peace, and uh, Lee Fisher of Commit Suicide and formerly a touring drummer, to make that distinction. I think it might be confusing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was just a, a touring drummer. Still, you know, he's got the fucking chops. Obviously, if you've heard this band, you know he does. To play Commit Suicide live? Boing! Again, I still have not fucking done my homework on that band. It's Yo, so we, sad. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know Christian, and then probably most of you out there, last time I talked about Fond Limbs, I talked about Commit Suicide, probably equal portions. And I will tell you again, go back to Synthetics and just treat yourself to some fucking awesome early 2000 grindcore. Yeah, I seem to recall Trevor from Black Dahlia reacting to this and being like, oh, oh, shit, commit suicide, so you know it's fucking good. Yep. Um, and it also features, uh, I forget the guy's name right now, Sam Smith, I think? from Psyopis, right? Uh, he's from Artificial Brain. Artificial Brain. The, the, drum, uh, the, the bassist, rather. So who's yeah. from Psyopis? Uh, Lee The Lee Lee's Fisher. from Psyopis. Mm-hmm. Got it, got, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, even Again, three also people. commit suicide. Well, I mean, it's even three people, every, every fucking person has a fucking little, nice little pedigree behind them, Dude, so it's like, uh, okay. It. Pedigree is the operative word here. I would also call this a, well... I know they all don't want to hear this, but it is a, I would call this a, a super group uh, for the fact of what it is. Uh, I mean, in, in is, our though, math yeah. core hearts, this is a super group. Like, I, it's cool that, I mean, even like Christian involving, uh, I mean, Christian does Dark Trail as well. And uh, Dark Trail, you know, has, is lucky enough to put out, you know, some fawn limbs. And it's just, all of fawn limbs. Yeah, all of fawn limbs. And it's just so crazy to, be, to, to have that involvement, man. I mean, it's, it's once again. Um, I'm really honored to be, to help uh, have a release their stuff. We covered harm remissions last time, right? Correct? That's right. We talked about harm, harm remissions, I think, yeah, about. Uh, a few episodes ago. Yeah, episode 30th, I yep. think. And we talked about uh, we talked about them a couple years ago too, or in 2018 when when Towing Heads first came out. We yeah. talked about the very first single from that release. Um, so on that note, uh, they released three EPs and a single last year in 2018. Towing Heads, which was released on uh, a seven inch via Roman Numeral Records, which I own, uh, and we covered on this podcast again. Langor, uh, another EP, and a third EP, Thrum which was sort of a departure that included a spoken word and story element. Just a brave experimentation. They could have just kept releasing Relentless Grind and Mathcore, but they gave us Thrum. It's, 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 so it's the dissonant grind that you love of Fawn Limbs, and then there's this backstory, and the backstory isn't even like a, like a weird murder fucking thing. It's like, it's like a Western, like... It, it's like it's, a Western horror. It's a Western horror, and it just, it fits, ah, man, just, it fits so well. Well done. I, I, I... That is the one that I play the most, just for the dark little ride um, of the of the vo- of just the the you know the spoken word part. So well and, done there. Yeah, and it's Lee doing. The, I uh, figured the it was Lee. Yeah. yeah, I figured he nails it. Perfect. And finally, that single, all of which uh, was released on an anthology disc called Horacifra that I helped uh, help release through my label, Dark Trail Records. And uh, this year, they've released both a full length and yet another EP, Harm Remissions, the full length, which again, Dark Trail released on CD and uh, Sludge Lord on cassette. And finally, this newest EP, uh, Their Holes Aroused by the Splinters Carved from Their Teeth 
also on Dark Trail CD and Sludge Lord for cassette. They managed just to remain so consistently quality through all of this shit in a matter of less than two years. There has been a slight vocal switch up in this release i'm noticing a little bit like a, in in the sound more mids perhaps more mids but it, it just sounds fucking great but it definitely like it it's already just a little different from the other releases um i i can't believe you guys are just this busy with this project um it's been a great year yeah and you know it's it's six tracks but there's also two remixed bonus tracks um one by jay gambit of crowhurst and a number another one by uh Samuel Vaney of a project called Mud, M-U-H-D. So both of those artists have remixed two of the songs by Fonlims for this release. So when you buy the CD or um, I think if you buy it online, you get the you get those two bonus tracks as well. This band, I mean, uh, another band that is a uh, multi-locational, I would say that slams just as hard would be a good example would be Frontier, where they are all professional musicians. Uh, sometimes you guys just got to link up because you all live in different areas and you still pull it off. Um, and may you be tour a touring piece or not. It is just amazing. Just, you know, like just like like the the one person projects we were talking about earlier like meth witch and the sound that ends creation um if we don't ever see you live that's 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 okay would be nice but it's just so great to see that uh you're able to put all this effort in and create such heavy music because without you guys giving a fuck i guess we wouldn't have it you know i'm grateful for these studio efforts uh, even if they only remain studio projects yeah i'm thrilled that they put this stuff out i really hope that fawn limbs especially makes it out on the road though because this is this could easily this be a doable. touring project yep. yeah you could definitely find somebody to fucking to fill in on um, guitar if uh, you know. Obviously, I'm not sure if if Ely could pull off doing some you know vocals and guitar for all of this shit. It might be really challenging. Perhaps he can uh, if he's like Mohammed Shemez, but it's <laughs> a lot. Otherwise, yeah, I, I, I could see that being a real fucking challenge, just like endurance wise too. But who knows? Because he's quite the versatile artist, so you never know. Yeah, this release is not an afterthought in any way to harm remissions. It no, is, it is a well-calculated album, man. Mm-hmm, truly. Those noise remixes are in no way an afterthought. They are totally full of substance, and I do not skip them. I'm usually one to skip a, a kind of a, a remix or any sort of noise-related material, but uh, I ride that one out. I, I can listen to the whole CD and then listen to it again because it's just... The, the remixes are that good. They're really after enjoyable. The, after the Cloud Rat uh, release we covered uh, a little while back, um, I feel a little more open to it this last month or two. Yeah, um, shout out to Cloud Rat for ex- helping us expand our horizons. A little bit there, <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but yeah, just, wow, what a, what a fucking great effort. Really, really, really like this EP. And I'm not just saying that because I helped release it. I mean... Yeah, you are. But... <laughs> I, again, but well, yes, I am. In a way, I no, am no. saying that because <laughs> I would not release something that I do not fucking love to death. I mean, I mean, I d- gas up every artist who I work with because I love them. You know, Dark Trail is Christian curated. Mathcore Index is mostly Christian curated. I mean, in Mathcast, that as well is because everything's got to pass through Christian's fucking brain. So it's pretty much curated by you, man. Well, it's also curated by our Patreon supporters for the podcast. So. But if you guys ever want to blame anybody, it would be Christian Sagerstrom. <laughs> That's who you contact to complain about everything. Not me. That's who you can sue. Yep. You, if you want to complain to me and I'll pass it on to him, I'll fucking definitely do that, dude. I can pass some shit on. He'll send me the screen cap. Dude, what? A what? No, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, if you're a fan of Ion Dissonance, Car Bomb, or Full of Hell given that this is so uh, grindcore-injected, 
I think you're really, really going to like Fawn Limbs. There's a huge back catalog already for you to investigate just the last year alone. So This might only make sense to people that have heard Christian and I talk about this before, but you could tell me Fawn Limbs is from Canada and they're so brutal, I would be like, <laughs> this checks out completely. It's, <laughs> you're so fucking right about that. It really does, does sound that like make it. sense? It's like, like they could be on, like, a, you know, touring with starring Janet Leigh in yeah, 2008. Yeah, it would be just, the massacre and shit like that. I like, understand. Yeah. It's all in the same fucking tour package. I would yeah. just fucking just ripping gobs. dicks off everybody man it's fucking awesome yep <laughs> all right um so after all that obscenity we're gonna listen to atrocities which is track three from their holes aroused by the splinters card from their teeth what a fucking name for an album verbose but i think it works uh and that was released december 6th on cd via dark trail records my label and the sludge lord records on cassette here we go So that was Atrocities by Fawn Limbs, and that's off their new EP, Their Holes Aroused by the Splinters Car from Their Teeth, which came out on December 6th via Dark Trail Records and Sludge Lord Records. So last, we're going to go ahead and give you our best of 2019. So I guess I'll go ahead and start us off here. So my number 10 was Freighter, The Den. Um, they played our second annual fest and honestly that really sold me on them completely I, I already really loved the record but seeing that material performed live especially considering they're a three piece and the guitarist does vocals like it was just fucking excellent 
And honestly, I feel like it was the most underrated record of the year, too. Absolutely. Like, it was a sleeper. I don't I don't think many people um, really just even were aware of it that should have been aware of it. Like, the Dillinger Escape Plan and Mr. Bungle community type people should be all fucking over this record. It's so good. I'm all regretting it not putting it on my list. Just you saying it right there, so. Yeah, um, I really like that record. So, Freighter the Den was my number 10. My number 9 was Forests. Spending Eternity in a Japanese Convenience Store. Great follow-up record. Really, really enjoyed their last one. It was one of my favorite records of that year. Uh, and this just, again, they, they tied that theme from Feels Like Your Best Friend Is Going Away Forever so nicely into the, the last track on this album. Really just kind of wrapping it up in a super bittersweet uh, package for me. Just fucking, I love Forests so much. Uh, my number eight was Needle Play, Cruel Spring. You know, Cruel Spring uh, kind of crept up on me. I didn't really like it at first, but after going back to it a couple times, it, I started listening to it like constantly just last month after we premiered that music video for them especially. Uh, it gave me a much greater appreciation for the material. And now I think they're one of my favorite underground mathcore bands uh, in existence. I really, really like Needle Play, and I'm excited to hear more from them. And again, go watch that video for uh, Dumpster Baby, Baby on our YouTube channel or on our Facebook, which is the, the edited version there. My number seven was Gift from God, Approximation of a Human. Uh, wow, what a fucking great full length from them. Like their prosthetic records debut, really well-rounded record, tons of great noise interludes. Again, that I don't skip, uh, quality, quality, quality release. Uh, my number six was Meth. Mother of Red Light. Mm-hmm. God, what a fucking powerhouse of a record. Uh, some of the better elements of I Love You and The Children Are Watching. So emotional. Can I even use that? Is it? Yes. Yeah, right? It's just... Very yeah. emotional, raw, um, passionate, just creepy, uh, dark, all kinds of, of adjectives to be tossed around there. My number five was Fawn Limbs, Harm Remissions. Just what a what a great full-length effort from them their first full-length album actually after a number of those eps to follow up that with a, a great record that doesn't feel like a reiteration of all those eps without using any songs or constantly reinventing themselves really really liking the directions uh, that fond limbs are going my number four was car bomb mordial i almost had this one placed a bit higher up but it got knocked down a couple spots um, but still, just a fucking great effort. More of what I wanted out of gratitude. Um, well, <laughs> uh, Freudian slip there. More of what I wanted from, from Meta, like the song Gratitude. Um, they really integrated those more melodic elements, uh, kept them around, uh, embellished them more, that is. So I felt like Mordial was a great effort. So my number three was Seizures, Reverie of the Revolving Diamond. They've just so perfectly integrated those like surf, rock, and like post elements into their music. Um, again, none of the more atmospheric moments feel like they're um, they're wasted or just arbitrarily placed. The, the intro track alone really is so like relaxing and kind of um, sort of I'm looking for here. Well, it sort of like lulls you into like a false sense of relaxation, and they just fucking explode mm -hmm. all over. You. Really, really great record. A perfect follow-up, um, and it was sort of competing for my number two spot, which is Snooze Familiar Ease. An incredible concept album, tons of heart from this band. Just, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. I, I really loved Familiaries. I, I think it was uh, 
I mean, I loved Actually Extremely, but I think they, they managed to, to one-up themselves here. And uh, finally, my number one album of the year was The Callous Davoys, Die on Mars. This probably doesn't come as a surprise to anybody, but yeah, what, speaking of heart uh, and just coming a long, long fucking way, the Callous Dowboys have, I think, cemented themselves as an essential addition to the Mathcore canon. I can see Dion Mars being their hot damn. You know, I, I, I feel like it's been so thoroughly embraced to, to the point where I'm just so fucking happy and stoked for them and where they're going. And they've got more exciting stuff in the works for you. And if you liked Die on Mars, you're going to love what they're working on now. It's it's such a good... Carson Pace is an incredible front for this band, an incredible voice, a visionary even. Um, and furthermore, he's a good friend and a correspondent for Mathcore Index, so I'm proud to know them. Uh, and I'm proud to have helped release this album on Dark Trail Records. I really... It's, it's fucking great. I heard they all lie and steal. <laughs> All right, Levi, so since you're done slandering Carson, <laughs> you had to get your little jab in there. What were your favorite albums of 2019? All right. Um, so uh, first off, I guess the at my bottom, uh, I had a, I almost felt guilty not putting it on. Uh, it would be Delta Sleep, Younger Years. Um, the reason why it's a little lower, uh, I would like to say, is that I felt like it was kind of snuck up on. I wasn't quite ready for the release, I guess. It was a sneaky release. It was yeah. a sneaky release. Um, it did not grab me as much as Twin, uh, uh, as much as uh, Ghost, uh, the, the one before Ghost, uh, City. Ghost Cities, uh, Twin Galaxies, or anything like that. Um, I, I like Ghost Cities because of the concept and everything Ghost behind Ghost City, behind that. Uh, but. All in all, it's still the younger years when you listen to it. It's still Delta Sleep, yes. and, and all in all, and recorded live like Ghost City, so it's kind of a continuation of that. I feel. I feel sometimes it's a little lazy and boring of me that, like, you know, it's like I I put a I put a band on, then the next release comes, and I'm like, oh, good, it's the same equations again. Because, <laughs> but I mean, uh, but also it, it's nice when bands progress. But for it went more laid, laid back and accessible on this release, though. Yes, for Delta Sleep, you still no matter how you guys kind of slightly tweak things here and there. In every release, you are still Delta the, Sleep. The spirit I, of the band is still And I do preserved. thank you for that. Um, the only reason it didn't make my list is because it's an EP. So, it, so that was my one thing. But I, it just, all in all, we are, this is a Mathcore Index top 10. It's your favorites. It is, it is our favorite. Yeah, so I would say Delta Sleep. I did so, do an EP list, too. Um, uh, so uh, number nine, once again, uh, Car Bomb, Mordial. Um, it did not grab me at, in any way like Meta did. Not saying it's a bad thing, because once again, you listen to it, what is it? It's fucking Car Bomb. And I really appreciate that, that they didn't switch it up too much. It was still a great listen. And I got to be honest with you, Delta Sleep and Car Bomb, they are on my list because I feel they just deserve to be on the list for what they, what it is. Um, now, on to the more, uh, just, I guess, a uh, little more obscure. Uh, number eight came in hard with me, uh, Cloud Rat. Uh, this is a double up here, Christian. Um, it is the Pollinator slash Do Not Let Me uh, Off the Cliff mm -hmm. uh, release. Um, like Christian and I spoke earlier, not only is Pollinator just a ripper, uh, Do Not uh, Let Me Off the Cliff is this dark electronic direction that is completely different. A departure. Yep, than, uh, than Cloud Rat, but 
I mean, all in all, these two albums together is such a polar. It's like, it's like I went to a I went to a metal show, but there was like a hip hop band in the beginning or like after, where it's like, wow, that was polar opposites, but both just amazing acts. Um, so for that, Cloud Rat, thank you for just opening me up to more darker electronic music, which I sometimes just want to shut off. Um, Hell yeah. Now, number seven, uh, we're talking dark and heavy and stuff. Uh, Malevik. All right. So oh, damn, they made uh, your list. Yeah, huh? Malevik, Our Hollow. Uh, this one, and I I basically go back on just what I jam the most, uh, most of the time if I'm a little... Some, some of them I kind of pull from what I feel is deserved, but Malevik is one where I'm like, well, yep, yeah, Malevik, I guess you're on the fucking list. Like, I guess I listen to you a lot in um, the album Our Hollow. Um, if, if, if hell does have... If there is a hell, and if hell does have a forest, a dark forest, this would be on the wrong turn versus the right turn in the fork in the road going into the dark forest. That's where you would find our hollow. So thank you for that, Malevik, because it is fucking nasty. Uh, number six, um, it was way too long awaited for it not to be on the list. Dot gift from God, um, the approximation uh, of human, you know, it. it is... It is definitely a chaotic screamo masterpiece that is new school and young blood uh, from uh, Dr. From God. And I just, uh, I thank them for committing to this and getting it released and everything. Um, I sometimes find myself a little, a little lost in the chaotic side and it's not even because it's too chaotic. Um, it's just, there are certain tracks that don't grab me, but all in all, uh, when I just want some good new chaotic screamo, fucking boom, Dr. From God for sure. And, I was nothing but teased ever since the vein split. So I'm just really happy that uh, you're, you're out. And then not in that, just yeah. actively touring and everything. So Dr. From God, don't stop. Let's keep going. Um, number five, uh, Geisterfar, uh, Vivisection oh, yeah. Parade. Uh, if you need any more, go back to episode 39 and hear me kiss their ass. Um, <laughs> this is a really heavy EP. Uh, they finally tuned a few things, and all they did was turn it up to 11. Uh, thank you, Geisterfar. It's amazing. Uh, number four. Yet another amazing chaotic screamo, but going towards more black in these days. Uh, this would be portrayal of guilt, suffering yeah. as a gift. Uh, once again, you yeah. might count this as an EP, Christian, but God damn it, it it's amazing, and I it had it had to be on here. Um, I'm a I'm a huge screamo fan still to this day, and uh, uh, portrayal of guilt uh, grabs it for me. Um, even though they are going a little more darker these days, a little more blackened. Uh, number three. Ah, you fucking these terrible kids. Callous Dow Boys, uh, Die on Mars. Uh, well done. Uh, this band has so much heart, like Christian said. Um, such a fucking amazing, just mathcore, metalcore, just that got that every time I die feel, chariot feel. Uh, I would, I would, Dillinger, it's, I would, it's perfect. I would say they are the up and coming young bloods of what metalcore and hardcore should be. Uh, just keep it up and once again everybody in that band uh even though they do lie cheat and steal they're all right <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um uh and i am joking this unspoken uh, <laughs> rivalry you guys have I don't know. uh uh so number two uh just like christian i think this is our only uh double up here uh for the list which i'm all, i'm all right with uh got uh fawn limb harm remissions um i don't know how harm remissions couldn't be on this it is a uh, just dissonant nasty chaotic and i want more and it's already like a fucking 910 track fucking thing so um thank you fond limbs for just creating um brutal aggressive music that are multi-locational so uh number one believe it or not christian senza 
even a worm will turn. Glad um, you bring them up. Once back to my screamo heart, uh, I just, just thank you so much for being young, new, young blood of the screamo genres and just doing it so well. And this is a band that we saw them live at the Honey Hive Gallery, which is a very, very tiny They're little so art gallery. Good, man. And in classic screamo fashion, they utilized it and they did not use mics. Mics. They just screamed their little fucking hearts out, and it was amazing, dude. Um, Senza, just. Thank you for creating Chaotic Screamo. Really, really good record. And, you know, some of you are probably surprised that didn't make my Urian list because I gave it a I'm nine. It in his in his vinyl bo- uh, box right now. <laughs> I, I gave them a nine on my review for Even a Worm Will Turn, but just looking overall at the course of my plays this year, I didn't listen to that one That's nearly so crazy. As you much. jammed it all the time. I didn't listen to it as much as these other records, apparently. I went back and I looked at... My, I mean, probably on Bandcamp, I listened to it a fuck ton, but um, so that's what's kind of hard for me to gauge. But I just didn't, I didn't listen to it quite as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Like I listened to Freighter, I knew it was going to be your number one first of all, and I will, I will just say that it's like at the top of my honorable mentions. Um, I think it was the actually the best Screamo release this year, and one of the best crossover Screamo mathcore releases this year, along with Gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I actually looked at my playlist and my last FM, uh, my Spotify rather stats and my last FM stats to determine this list, how many times I listened to it on vinyl uh, or on Bandcamp, kind of all figured that in. And that was like, yeah, that was that almost made my list, but I, I had to give another record its spot. And the number uh, number 12 looks like U2. I'm probably going to catch some heat for not putting them in my, my top 10, but I just did not... Um, I oh, come now, everybody. If you really got to have us explain that. I didn't love the record. I'll just say I loved moments on it, but I didn't love it enough to include it in my top ten. I'll just say that. It definitely makes my honorable mentions, though, and I think it was a good a good record. I will say this overall. right now. There is not enough original members in that band for me to even call you the number 12, and I stand by this. <laughs> well, there's still the original guitarist and still an original vocalist. So oh, is that that's, right? That's, oh, that's right, good. and that's good enough and for And that's me. good enough for Christian. That's good enough for a lot of people who are diehard fans of the band who never get a chance to see it live. Let it go, they're dead. Live. I, I disagree. I think that this wasn't a wasted effort. I don't think that this was a bad record, certainly. Um, and I'll take fucking number 12 looks like you at their worst over a bunch of other bands at their best. So just get that out there. I love number 12. They're fucking great people. Wild Gods just wasn't one of my top 10 this year. That's mm, it. Fair enough. And uh, sneak this in really quickly since my top 10 EP list has a bunch of stuff that Levi included in his top 10. Um, my number 10 was Under the Pier by Under the Pier. Number 9 was Younger Years by Delta Sleep. Number 8, Friends by Standards. Uh, Vivisection Parade by Geisterfire was my number 7, of course, uh, just like Levi. An Inheritance in A-Sharp by The Burning Wind was my number six. Number five, The Raw Congenital Complex by Wilziax. Uh, number four, Last by L. Jesus. Number three, Their Holes Aroused by The Splinters Carved from Their Teeth by Fawn Limbs. Got them twice on my list here. Uh, Systematic Home Run by Dead Kiwis was my number two. My number one EP of the year was Hostile Architecture by Black Matter Device. Ah, yes, yes. Really, really fucking good EP. Um, 
I hope it makes more rounds. Those are all really good EPs, actually. And all of them I've jammed a fuck ton of times. Alright, so I guess that, uh, that wraps it up for our 2019 lists. And for this 40th episode of MathCast. It is the 40th episode, so our year-end wrap-up. Um, and we just last episode basically celebrated our uh, three-year. Or was it the one before? I think it was the 30th. The 30th? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, been doing this for uh, three years. So fucking thank you, everybody, for just still listening to us and for new people that are listening to us. And yeah, just we do this once a month, man. And if you can't made stop, it, won't stop. If you've made it to the end of this massive... I feel like I'm stealing from the heaviest right now. They always say that. If you've made it to the end of this massive episode, you fucking... You deserve a gold star, champ. That was mm-hmm. a lot of shit to listen to. I, I think anyone who can make it to the fucking end of a two-plus-hour podcast... I actually don't know how long we're running right now. This is coming from a guy that really doesn't listen to podcasts that much. I fucking I, love long podcasts. Bring it on. I Chat don't. it up. See, that's why I feel like I'm fucking copying the heaviest because you're the only podcast I listen to now. Like... Seriously, I i mean, sometimes I'll listen back to ours just to, like, know where to make improvements and to examine the sound quality or whatever, but, uh, I mean, I get a chance to listen to it while I'm editing, so mm-hmm. I really don't want to listen to fucking... And I listen to NPR, like, all day when I'm, like, in the car or whatever, or I'm at the house and I'm not listening to music. I've got NPR on the background, so... I listen mostly to Foghat. What is Foghat? Huh? What nothing. Is... Nothing. Is that the song? No, or the, the band? Yeah. <laughs> Slow ride. <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I guess that about wraps it up for episode 40 of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more Sick Underground Bands. And you can also look forward to uh, reading our Best of 2019 articles in full, lists rather in full, in article form on the 1st of January. Good night and... Stay beautiful. Oh, one other thing. We're going to do uh, fucking... <laughs> we're not done quite yet, folks. <laughs> we're also going to have a best of 2010 to 2019 write-up as well. So um, we're going to try to encapsulate all the best math core or adjacent albums of the past decade. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.